This is the Pro Hockey West Report, brought to you by Toyota. Support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson, Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California, and Finlay Toyota in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Find out how to go full Caesar. Visit Caesars.com for eligibility requirements. FedEx. Simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Visit us at jessieraysbarbecue.com. T-Mobile. Head to T-Mobile.com and see how you can lock in your rates forever. Jets Pizza, with six different crusts and countless toppings, lets your imagination go wild. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, an official partner of the NHL. The Pro Hockey West Report is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be joining us this late Thursday evening, Scott Strandy with you in Temecula, California. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marshall, will be joining me in just a few minutes, just finishing up a Vegas Golden Knights victory over the New York Rangers. So Stephen on assignment, but he will be joining us shortly. Wow, what a uh, hockey season we are into. Uh, as you know, we cover the Pacific Division of the uh, American Hockey League and touch on some Pacific Division teams in the National Hockey League. And uh, it is rock solid, exciting. Let's bring Stephen in and uh, and see what's going on in the uh, the beautiful T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, the last time we did one of these uh, shows, where we did an Instagram live, and I was in the arena, it was a little bit of a happier night, but uh, but it's still a happy night because the Golden Knights got a win, and. Uh, Five and one. They won back-to-back games now, which sounds weird, but they haven't gotten that in a little while. So it's, uh, uh, it, it, and it's even with all the injuries and everything that they're they're dealing with, they were able to to get take advantage of the Rangers tonight and and beat them five to one. So a good night for the. Although it was a lot of New York fans here, and and that could be that a lot of people from New York came out for this game, or somebody pointed out to me, I think it was uh, that a lot of New Yorkers. Ranger fans live here in Vegas, and so maybe just broke out the Rangers gear uh, tonight. So, <laughs> either way, the uh, Rangers will pack up and move on to Southern California, where I'm at, and uh, will be ushered in by rain this weekend as they take on the Ducks and I, the Kings. I still so, think that's I still think that's better than uh, what they're what the weather is in New York <laughs> right now. <laughs> so I'm sure they're okay. They'll they'll do a little bit of rain, and Saturday should be intriguing for the Rangers because I, I would imagine that Jonathan Quick will play in net and yes he's played against the kings already this year when the kings were in new york but now that the this i think this this should be the first time that he's played against the kings in that building uh, where he's had a lot of, of course history and success with and uh, including when in a stanley cup against the rangers now he's on the rangers his childhood team and and uh you know we had a tribute video here at t-mobile arena for jonathan quick the uh, the legend of jonathan quick here for the golden knights uh, his time here was uh impactful uh as, as short as it was but uh, certainly uh helped the team get some wins when they were dealing with some goaltending carousel and picked them up at the deadline and and uh, obviously helped them play a part in the stanley cup championship for the golden knights so uh they did a tribute video for him even though he was here not even a full season but Again, an impactful player here. But, yeah, definitely will be a lot of emotions, I'm sure, for Jonathan Quick if he's the fact the starter, which I would imagine he would be. Sirkin gave up five tonight. Uh, Quick would probably start Saturday because they have a back-to-back in Anaheim. So I would imagine, though, Quick would have to get one of those games, and it would make sense that he would get the, the L.A. game. So we'll see. Yep, totally agree. Well, congratulations to the Golden Knights for getting that done. They were the only team in the, uh, the West to defeat a team from the East tonight, I was told which is uh, un- unusual, to say the least. But anyway. Does that uh, mean the West Coast is the best coast? Um, not, not at the moment. Well, no, <laughs> that's true, because the East, you said the East Coast teams won more than the East, West Coast. Yeah, the East Coast teams won all of them. Yeah, but where is the Stanley one. Cup champion team currently reside? It resides on the West yeah, Coast. Yeah, so. there you go. There you go. Stand up for your West Coast. That's what you got to do. All right. And, we've got, yeah. we've got oh, so I, I always stand up for the West Coast, Scott. That's me. I'll, I'm, I'll stand up for the West Coast. I mean, this is Ice Time Hockey West. This is an Ice Time Hockey East. <laughs> even though we have a, even though you have, we have a, 
somebody that's on the East Coast, but we, you know, at the time. Well, we also have a national podcast for uh, sure. our Wednesday show. So that's true. Anyway, we're we're not partial to either one. We we no. just want to see good hockey and want to see yes. the game grow. And boy, I'll tell you what, uh, you've been to a lot of AHL games this year. I've been to a few. We'll be going to more, obviously, as the seasons wind down for the college teams, but. Um, I got to see Henderson and Coachella Valley last night, as you know, in Coachella Valley, and what a battle. Um, if anybody's seen the the X account, it's only about a minute 30 long from uh, from head coach Dan Biles. Wow, that was, you want to talk science. about a coach that was uh, um, not very happy, to put it that way. I mean, he, there was a 10-second pause after I asked the question before he answered. so Because he was being uh, really careful about what he was going to say in response to your question. Yeah, he thought about it. I, I basically said this. I said, uh, the way things are going right now uh, in the Pacific Division with things as tight, we're going to get to the standings in a minute, which will make more sense to you. But um, I said, as tight as things are right now, and uh, is this the kind of games that you're expecting? And are you getting a little tired of each other? <laughs> he didn't want to talk about he didn't want to talk about Henderson though. No, he did not. He did not. He said uh, <laughs> nor the officials, but he brought uh, a couple of points up um very carefully. One of them uh was a goal that wasn't allowed or even reviewed. Uh it was under the crossbar, came back out. They said it hit the crossbar, they didn't count it. Uh, ultimately that could have been a game time goal or it could have been a turn of the tide. Um but the physicality and you saw it uh, probably tonight with uh, Sheldon Rempel, who played a big role scoring four times last night uh, for the Silver Knights, but and then having to suit up for an NHL game tonight, yeah. it he, was he, a battle. Well, he had to get battle. and he had to get from from Coachella Valley to to Vegas. I'm sure he probably found out. I would guess either after the game last night or this morning, whenever they they because even Coach Gas because uh, Michael Mario is now uh, out of the lineup, or at least for this game he was with an upper body thing. So. Um, he said it this morning that they were going to have to call somebody up, but they didn't know, but they probably did know. Maybe they, it's hard to say, but, um, you know, and he had to, and of course, and of course, Henderson played last night in Coachella Valley, a very physical game. And, and you just think, well, who was going to be the one called up and, and Sheldon Rempel was, but you know, then, then it's a task of getting him from, from Coachella Valley to, to, uh, Vegas, well, my, which isn't, which isn't that my, big of a deal. But, but cause I don't think, cause I was thinking about this today. I don't think cause Henderson has to, go to Tucson they're probably in Tucson as we speak but I don't think they left after the game last night they probably because they they have a day to get there there was they weren't playing back-to-back nights they, they probably spent the night in another night in Coachella Valley and then drove to uh to, to Tucson today so obviously Rempel didn't go with them he obviously they got him on a plane and probably back here to Vegas so yeah that didn't the game. Uh, that didn't take too long so as, uh, you, as anyway. you know, Scott, there's a thing called an airplane. You should try it once in a while. You <laughs> yeah, get to places faster. <laughs> but Palm Springs to Vegas is not your normal trip, by no. the way. <laughs> no. No. Not a normal route uh, by airplane. But anyway, no. uh, yeah, however that happened, it worked out. That is the life of the AHL. Yeah. Um, since we haven't been able to do a show for a little while, since the uh, the big uh, winter classic, um because of conflicts here and there, and we'll get back on a regular schedule here, but um, we have to talk about the All-Star and uh, the All-Star game. And then the, the big news that broke uh, that uh, Coachella Valley is going to host next year's All-Star game. And I understand, I just kind of heard some rumblings last night that there's a lot of teams, especially Eastern teams, that are not very happy about back-to-back uh, All-Star games in the West. And um, uh, I don't know. I don't well, know. I mean, it's what the All Star Game is usually in February. The weather in Palm Springs, Palm Desert in February is probably not going to be terrible. East Coast, we're seeing all these storms and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Where, where would you rather have an All Star Game? You know, the weather yeah. is a little bit. <laughs> well, it's, and it's all about the dollars, and I think yeah. The East, well, that's, the East that's part of it, yeah. saying like, hey, we we should have a shot at this yeah. because you know. It's well, money for it's money for us too, but but I think uh, it's we're, we're about promoting the league too, and and you have San Jose, which is a it's a fairly new building. We've been there. We did we did the rookie face off there. It, it's a nice building. I mean, it's a smaller building, but it's a nice building. Um, they're a new team. They, they're trying. You know, the AHL is trying to help these te- these newer teams out and promote the league and these newer buildings. Coachella Valley, I think, I think that's that's a byproduct of 
of the success that they had last year and being a, a, a goal away from winning the Calder Cup and the and the growth of that hockey in that in that first season. I, 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 I it may have been in the works anyway, but I'm sure the last season's success that they had and and, the, and seeing the fans and and having those kind of games in that building at that time of year may have helped say hey you know this would be great to have a, an all-star game this would be great for the league this would be great for for that uh to help promote the the ahl because you know people it, it it's all eyes are on that because it's right it's usually right after the nhl all-star game it's like the next day so there's no nhl games because the break is still going on then and then um you know and it's it's on the nhl network usually the all-star so it's it's a lot of eyeballs on it so it'll be great for that that market and and it's great for the league so i think overall those those east teams that a lot of them have been around a bit you know, I just think if you're if you're trying to grow the league and from and, and make the league uh, on a better standing, then you take advantage of these situations. Coachella Valley is a new market; they're a booming market, and uh, you know they and they have they have pulled about ten thousand. So it's it's a great opportunity to to have that uh, promotion of 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 Coachella Valley and and, and the All Star Game, which is what you what you want what you want if you're the AHL. I mean. You know, if if you're trying to grow that league and make it make it more recognizable with people, well, I think more more apt uh, is the fact that they've done a great job of promoting. You mentioned the ten thousand seats. That's a lot of seats that you can sell tickets to. Um, the weather, as you mentioned, is going to be really good, and the job that um, they've done there um, promoting it, uh, having events. And being being able to show that they can handle something like this, they got a, a practice rink next to it. They got a huge parking lot where they can turn it into a a big event, uh, outdoor and indoor. And usually the weather is cooperative, so uh, you know those are all uh, factors. But anyway, I just heard some rumblings about that last night. So um, congratulations yeah. to Coachella Valley for uh, getting that honor. And um, so that means be, does that mean I will be up in San Jose? as you know, uh, in just a couple of weeks for the All-Star game up there. So I'm interested in that one, Stephen, because I also heard rumblings last night that ticket sales aren't going too well. <laughs> and oh, that's, no. that's really too bad because uh, oh, no. I, I talked to some people that said that uh, if you bought even a $79 ticket for a Sharks game, you could get a, a ticket to the All-Star game for free. <laughs> oh, so wow. that, that tells you that they're probably not going great. Well, but, well, as as we know, the sharks the sharks are not doing too well. The barracuda aren't doing too well. So it's uh, that's that's a, and that's a tough. Yes, San Jose is a tough. It's it's not a very desirable place. No offense to San Jose, but uh, I guess it's desirable in some aspects. It's a, it's it's a tech thing. I mean, Samsung just had a big event at the at San you know in in that arena in SAP Center, which obviously it's 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 a tech place. Although the the Wi Fi sometimes is not the best up there, which is weird for an area that's all techie based, but um. But you know, for for hockey, and because I think San Jose teams aren't doing too well, it probably hurts that. But uh, and that's probably why the East Side is probably going like, okay, we're going to go here, and it's not going to be very desirable. But then, I think you flip that to next year, Coachella Valley will probably be a different story. It'll probably be a sellout. It'll probably, you know, it'll be, you know, the, the demand for tickets will be, will be, will be better. But uh, I think it's just a byproduct of the location, and and, and I understand that the AHL wanted to put in San Jose, and you know, there was a lot of buildup of this new building there and it's a, it's a nice building but you know when the team isn't doing too well and and uh you know and it's the location there it's probably not uh you know it's probably not the best of uh yeah. location, uh, whatever we'll, we'll, we'll let them have their game first and i'll be yeah. there to uh document it and then we'll uh we'll see what happens next year but wanted to get those two things out of the way quickly and of course it took us longer than we wanted to to, to get it out of the way but that's all right well, Let's we got an hour. Uh, yeah, not anymore. We got about 50 <laughs> minutes now. Uh, so anyway, um, we'll jump to the Pacific Division standings because this is where I'm really intrigued. Um, the number one team, Stephen, right now are the uh, Tucson Roadrunners. And people were asking me this in Coachella Valley. They're going like, what's with the Roadrunners? Are they for real? And a uh, couple things I'll say to that. Steve Potvin is a heck of a coach. And anybody who uh, thought he wasn't going to get this thing right in Tucson – um, didn't know Steve Potvin, for starters. Secondly is they've got a lot of cohesiveness in that roster. They've had a lot of guys there now for two, some three years, and uh, they're playing a lot like a team. Thirdly, the, uh, the Arizona Coyotes have not had to uh, pillage them, if you will, because the Coyotes have been relatively healthy and have not had to bring top Roadrunner players up. Well, and the Coyotes have been kind of, shall we say, 
dare I say, kind of decent, almost like maybe almost a playoff caliber team almost. I mean, they're on the outside right now, but they had been in the playoff picture for, for a lot of the season. So <laughs> Yeah, correct, correct. So anyway, it's not surprising to me that Tucson's on top. And when I say they're on top, they have 48 points. The Calgary Wranglers, who will be in Coachella on Saturday night, um, on Friday night, sorry, um, have 47 points. So they are right behind them. The Ontario Reign with 46, Coachella with 44, Abbotsford with 43, Henderson with 40. So if uh, if I'm doing math there, Stephen, that looks like six teams within eight points of each other. And you know how yeah. fast you can make or lose eight yeah. points in American Hockey League action. Yeah, I mean, it. it is about as, as tight as it could be. The only thing you – really, you have to look at the fact that um, – you know, teams like like Henderson though has played thirty nine games, so they've played the most. Their, their February schedule will be a little bit lighter, so that'll give way for other teams to catch up. So, um, you know, so they've played more games and they forty points. So, I mean, the teams that are below them or ahead of them could separate themselves a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it's not between first place and fifth place. It's uh, it's it's very tight, five, uh, five point difference, and the games are fairly equal. I mean, there's a couple of teams that have played maybe one or two less games than other teams, but for the most part, it's it's pretty equal, and so it it just shows you how and the and the and the schedule is mostly divisional, so it it that leads to you know one team's going to win, one team's going to lose, so teams will 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 knock knock each other out, or in this case, and and one will win, one will lose. Maybe they'll get a point if it's an overtime game, but uh, yeah, it's going to be it's a it's it's a very tight race, and and I think we've we've known that it it can be that, but I think this year we we really are seeing how tight this division. I mean, Tucson seems to be a little bit of a surprise that they're ahead of, that they're a number one, but uh, they've been a really good team. And, and yeah, if you win four or five games in a row in this, this division, you might climb three spots in the division. If you go on a little bit of a skid, like Henderson just went on a bit of a skid, all of a sudden you, you drop down quite a bit. And even the teams that are in seventh and eighth, Bakersfield though, is an interesting one because yes, they have only 35 points, but they have played, uh, let's see, they've, played, they've <laughs> only played 30 games. That's five less games than some teams. That's seven games less than some teams. That could be a big difference. And you're going to play some of those teams. So, I mean, Bakersfield's right in there. And they've been on a stretch. They're 7-1-1 one one in their last 10. You know, And then there's a little bit of separation with, with San Jose and San Diego. But there's seven teams that will get in. Three won't. And, uh, that, you know, so it's it's going to be a battle all the way. I, I did a video thing last night. I said, I said it's it's going to be a battle probably all the way till April uh, for positioning and 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 who gets in. I I don't know if that'll be de determined all the teams until late into the end of the regular season. Yeah, and you just mentioned it. Uh, I was just going to bring that up. Bakersfield seven one one and one over their last ten, and uh, the Roadrunners seven three zero and zero. That they're the two teams, and uh, one of them is eighth, and one of them is first, which makes. Yeah. Uh, no sense other than the start. And like you said, Bakersfield just hasn't played, you know, if they play six more games and win them all, uh, next thing you know, they're right up there in the top four. So yeah. anything can happen. I just think it, it's really intriguing. The other thing that I'm seeing more and more, and maybe that's just the competitiveness, is um, these teams just don't like each other anymore. I mean, there's like, no. it was rough and tumble last night between Henderson and, and uh, Coachella Valley, well, and I'm sure – Henderson and Tucson are going to go at it tomorrow night, and you know, every matchup well, is is a battle for positioning. Yeah, that and that, that you just said it there. That's it's a battle for positioning. You see these teams so much in a regular season schedule because it's it's very division heavy. Obviously, there's for travel and everything. You know, they it cuts down on all that. But uh, you know, this year there's some teams that are playing outside division a little bit. So you don't there's some teams that you're not playing as much, but. Most of the times you're playing a team eight times in a regular season. That's a lot of times. I mean, we saw it in the NHL in the bubble year where you were playing a team eight times because it was mostly a divisional schedule. And, and they, those, those two matchups got nastier as, as you play a team. I mean, it's almost like a playoff series within a regular season because you're playing a team seven, eight times, you know. So uh, Henderson's three and one against Coachella Valley this year. It's, it's a weird thing. You know, there's, there's the season they've, they've been up and they've been down. You know, they've had, they've, they've had a little bit of a scoring drought. Uh, because of all the call-ups that BGK has had uh, from taking from Henderson, and and then they've had a pull from Savannah, so you know which is the nature of the AHL. But uh, but now they had a strong game last night, and and as you play these games, it does. If you play these teams, it does get nasty. It does get a little bit of intense, and it's it's a battle every night. It's a battle. 
Ryan Craig has said it to his players many times, the head coach of the Silver Knights, that it's it's hard to win in the age. It's hard to win in the AHL. It's hard to win uh, a, a game, and uh, you got to be at your best to to perform and to 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 win. And you know, I mean, again, a week, oh, two weeks from now, we could look at the standings, and it could be it could be Abbotsford in first place. It could be, you know, it it just because you play your division team so many times, it just it leads to the the intensity of the of these team of the matchups the more you go into the season and then even from the season prior and the season you know it's you know even though the personnel of the teams might change there's usually some holdovers and I remember the prior season so it probably already starts out with a little bit of that and then uh, you know you had somebody like Mason Morelli too the very first matchup with Coachella Valley he had some some uh, moments with Coachella because he has some history with them from last year in the Calder Cup playoffs or finals with uh, with he was with Hershey so. You have that, and then so that probably already started out with some intensity, and and it just ramps up as these as the regular season goes, as you play these teams more and more. And as you said, uh, we are about uh, halfway for almost every team, either halfway or more, except yeah. for Bakersfield and San Diego, are a little bit under. But um, thirty six games is a pretty good marker as to uh, where you're where you're at. Um, so we'll see what happens down the road. Okay, I want to get into the All-Star game coming up February 4th and 5th, actually. Sunday is the skills competition and uh, the All-Star Fan Fest and all that good stuff. So I've got the schedule in front of me that was sent to me. Uh, I'll go over this real quick. And then, of course, Monday, February 5th will be the actual All-Star game. And then if you want to get loaded up and give us at least the Pacific uh, Division representatives, and I know that's going to change because a lot of these guys have been up and down and who knows where they'll be. <laughs> when it comes time for uh, the actual game on the 5th. But here we go. So Sunday, February 4th, if you can get yourself to San Jose, if you know the way, pardon the pun, to San Jose, uh, the Fan Fest starts at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, they will have a red carpet arrival at 2.50. The teams will come in and practice and uh, prepare for uh, the AHL All-Star Skills Competition between 5 and 7 so that's the big day on Sunday. That's what's going to be going down. Um, Monday, the AHL Hall of Fame and Induction Awards Ceremony is between 11 and 12.30. Um, there'll be some special media stuff that we're able to do, so that's kind of cool. Um, and then the afternoon, um, the All-Star Fan Fest kicks off at 4 o'clock again from 4 to 6. The All-Star Challenge starts 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., Pacific time, so that'll be a late night for people on the East Coast, and that's probably another reason why they're a little uh, unhappy with the fact that I was going to say that's that probably why they complain. I think <laughs> because that league has been so known to be an East and Central time zone league, I think it's still they're probably still trying to get used to the fact that the Pacific Division exists in the American <laughs> Hockey League, and that they're getting now these big events that means that they have to be up late if they want to watch. So uh, as we know, East Coast tends to influence things when it comes to certain. Uh, certain things that's what's nice about on the west coast is a lot of times these games do start in prime time in the east coast but that also means it starts early so now if you're going to have an all-star game on the west coast that starts at, at six or seven or whatever time it's going to start that means it's going to be nine or ten on the east coast and will people stay up for those uh, on a monday i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> well as paul hornstein likes to remind me yeah east coast time is the time everybody knows <laughs> yeah everything every, well he's kind of right on that i mean everything is always <laughs> when they get times of things, it always is East Coast time, and then you have to adjust for your time zone, you know, and up in Pacific or Central or Mountain or, or Hawaii or wherever, you know. So. Yeah, ex exactly. Hawaii, there you go. There's a Pacific Division team on their way to Hawaii now. And no. that, would be, that would be a great rumor to have. And a I'll, great I'll take that aside. I'll take that assignment when there's a team in Hawaii. I'll go there for a weekend. <laughs> I figured you might. Um, I may not make it to the arena, but I'll, I'll, be, in, <laughs> I'll be in Hawaii. <laughs> that would be the real growth of the game if they started expanding out there. But anyway. That would be uh, interesting to have an outdoor game in Hawaii. Now, if they could pull that off and that. Yeah, well, that they, can, they can pull it out in the desert. So I mean, you know, that, that's not happening. Uh, at least not uh, for a very I'm long winter, time. But I'm anyway, winter classic in that would be <laughs> that would be something. Yeah, that wouldn't even be a winter classic. That would be uh, something else. But anyway, um, so when we look at uh, the way this breaks down, the way they run the, the All Star game is uh, similar to the NHL. But yeah, most people will think it's it's a East versus West, but it's not, right? It's division versus division. 
Yeah, it's 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 basically the same format as the NHL. It's, it's a, I think I believe it's a three on three. The the divisions will, or actually no, I think it's a little bit different. They I, I don't think it's a straight on. Um, if I remember from one looking at it last year, it's and you might have it more. I'd have to look into it more, but because you, you, it's more like a round robin type of thing. You play each division plays everybody, and like, right. it's like a short, like a five minute, ten minute game, and then it's like the best of who comes out of that then moves on. It's, it's kind of like a, almost like a little quickie mini tournament uh, style uh, setup that you do. Every division plays every other division at some point, and then if whoever has the most wins or points out of that, then then they move on, sort of thing. NHL strictly. You know, the, the two Pacific Division teams play each other. Whoever wins that moves on. And the two Eastern Conference Divisions play each other. And whoever wins between those two teams then matches up into, at the end. So it's it's a little bit quick. But, but the, the AHL, it's a little, the games are shorter. And there's a little bit more of a, of a round-robin type thing. Okay, so the selections were made. Um, each team's got at least one representative. And uh, I'll let you go down the list. Why don't you start with the uh, – do you have that list in front of you, by the way? I do. I do. Yes. Uh, do you want to start at the? Let's start at the top of the standings, right? Let's give the Tucson Roadrunners a little love, working their way down. And then I know we've got a captain from Henderson, but let's do the Pacific Division. Uh, who's going to represent Tucson Roadrunners currently? Well, it was Matt. Matt Volalta was the uh, is the name. The that's uh, yeah. the goaltender. But I believe, I believe, uh, I believe he's not there currently, right? Or is he? I think he, I, I think he's still there, but wh- whether he'll be there in two weeks, I mean, keep in mind there's still two weeks before this happens. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But anyway, he was the representative. How about the Calgary Wranglers? Uh, Calgary Wranglers is Matt Coronado. Okay. Um, the Ontario Reign. Ontario Reign is uh, Brant Clark, who's also up with the uh, Kings right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and this was, and, and it's most of these guys is first time uh, being selected, which is most likely a lot of times because you know there's so many players coming and going that, and you only one player from each team gets gets selected. So it's a lot of times it will be a guy's first time or or second time, and uh, in some cases, but okay. But yeah. So let's and actually, the, and actually, I missed it. Uh, the Calgary Wranglers actually have uh, have two. Well, let's actually they have the, the Calgary Wranglers have two. Too, if they have Matt Coronado, I, I forgot the Dustin Wolf, uh, yeah. who's, who's yeah. also part of that, and and he's still with uh, with he's been up and down between the NHL, but he's he's back down with with Calgary. So, uh, and then their coach because the Calgary Wranglers at the time of the cutoff for who was going to be the coaches for each of the divisions, um, and since Calgary was in first place at the time that the cutoff was, the coach Trent Cole will be coaching the uh, Pacific Division team, so he's going yeah. as well. Okay, so let's jump down to Coachella Valley. Coachella Valley is uh, Riker Evans, who is currently with the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, <laughs> we'll a, find he's, out. He's been he's been up and down. Uh, we didn't I, I heard into... I heard rumblings that uh, if he is not able to play, um, that they will uh, that that the word was that it'll be Shane Wright as his replacement. But I'm not certain on that. Just well, that rumblings. well that would be a good, that would be a good good selection. I mean, like I said, these uh, each team I think will have a rep- representative. So. Uh, if, if somebody doesn't get get to play, then somebody from that that team will will go in its place. Yep. How about Abbotsford? Abbotsford has uh, Arch Archdeep Baines uh, is their selection is the selection from Abbotsford. All right, and the Henderson Silver Knights have the captain and the Ageless Wonder. Yeah. So uh, Adam Cracknell, uh, he's going to be going, and uh, he was announced as a playing captain which uh we don't get too much detail about it but it was it's been it was selected by the president of the league scott housen um each year in recognition of their outstanding leadership and service so he's going to be a, a playing captain and this is crazy to me uh this is what his 18th year in playing professional hockey this is his first ahl <laughs> all-star appearance so, <laughs> that's so, so, really so crazy to me. i mean he's moved around so much and I, I think he's he's played some overseas a little bit so i but yeah, it's so crazy that this is his his 18th season. Could be his last season. We don't know, but uh, yeah, he's it's so crazy that he's he's at that point, and uh, he's only like I said played. Uh, this is be his first appearance, but he's played 1,094 games. Uh, he debuted with Omaha. There was a team in Omaha, the Oxnard Ben Knights, in 2006. 
so that just shows you how long ago it was. Uh, he hit a career high 53 points in 64 games with Tucson uh, last season. Uh, he was with Canada in the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. So, and, and then the other playing captain will mention this, even though we're not going to talk too much about the East, but Dylan McGrath from the Hershey Bears, of course, the defending champion, is going to be the captain uh, for that side. So I, it's weird because it's there's not a captain for each of the four teams, but there will be a captain for the West teams, I guess, and a captain for the for the yeah. East uh, division. It, it's, so. it's hard to figure out. So it's, more of a, it's more of a ceremonial. It's more of a recognitional thing. It's more than a, a functional thing. You know, but uh, otherwise, each division I think would have one. But it's more of a of a record of a recognition thing for the time that you put into the the AHL or or uh, you know or your leadership and, and whatever. So yeah, and the the thing of it is, like my recommendation to fans would be just go there and enjoy the hockey. Uh, you're going to see some really talented players. Don't try to put too much into wins and losses and everything else. Just uh, enjoy the uh, the teams playing and the players playing on those teams. So, all right, let's get to the Colorado Eagles. Colorado Eagles is Riley Tufty. Yeah, UMD Bulldog, baby. Bring <laughs> one of those Bulldogs in. Uh, how about the Bakersfield Condors? Raphael Lavoie. Uh, how about uh, San Jose Barracuda, the home team? Uh, Daniel Gushin. All right. And how about the San Diego Gulls? Uh, o- Olin uh, Zellweger. Yeah, that'll be a good one to watch, folks. Um, he is an up and rising star, and especially now that uh, they have Anaheim has moved on from Jamie Drysdale. Look for Olin to be oh. um, one of the next call-ups. Hopefully not before the All-Star game. because Yeah, it knows? may happen before the All-Star game. Never know. <laughs> who knows? We'll be there. But Well, that's always interesting. Like, like okay, you know that the All- – but see, it, it's always interesting because it's – the All-Star game is going to be right – you know, there won't be NHL games going on. So you think, okay, well – and if your team is going into your bye week, which a lot of teams will do their – you know, they have this mandatory five-day break in between – uh, you know, at some point in the season. And, and some of the teams uh, will do it a week leading up to the All-Star game, which, which is will be Vegas's case. Or some teams, I think, will, will play up until the All-Star, three-day All-Star break, and then, then they have their five-day bye, bye week, so to speak, where they don't play any games and don't, you know, they have a little bit of a break. Um, so there's there's a little bit of gap. So I think with some – and because of that, I think a lot of these guys may get into playing. But if – because you're going to go right from the NHL All-Star game and then – There'll be the HL Oster game, but because uh, there's there's still no NHL game, so you might see a lot of these guys will still get an opportunity to play in the HL games. But if you're the NHL club, I think it's a it's a it's a good opportunity if you know for them to be to be at the at, and participate in this event if if they're going to represent. The, I think a lot of times it's more of a concern if there's a if there's an injury to any of these guys that they can't play. But I think a lot of times if it's if it's you know unless they're contributing to the NHL club and they're doing what they can there, then, then I think, uh, but because there's not a lot of games around that time where, where the AHL all-star game is, I think that leads to opportunities where these, these NHL clubs can, can don't have to call up some of these guys to, to fill, or they can send them down maybe just enough to participate in this event. And then if they need them after they come out of their break or, or whatever, then they can, they can do that because after the AHL all-star game, then I think there's a little bit of an all-star break for the AHL where there's no game. So um, I think all that kind of plays a factor into it too. Yep, absolutely. Okay, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and uh, let's go over a few of the guys that are making impacts. I know there's a lot in uh, in Henderson, Vegas, uh, guys that have moved up from the AHL, and I know you've had your eyes on some. So let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's revisit that and uh, see some guys that have made the jump up. We'll be right back. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. 
time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. From ITHSW Podcasts, this is the Pro Hockey West Report. Indeed, it is the Pro Hockey West Report. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Temecula, California. My co-host, as always, not only from the big, bold, vibrant championship city of Las Vegas, but from the arena, from T-Mobile Arena after a big Golden Knights win tonight. Stephen Marsh joining me uh, from the press box, I think. Correct, Stephen? Yes, that is correct. I'm, I'm up here on the press box, yes. Are they locking you out yet, or no. you still got a couple minutes? No, I still got <laughs> Nobody's kicking me out yet. <laughs> okay, I, just check I, I, I see the... I see the uh, the cleanup crew looks like they're getting ready to, to start their rounds in the lower bowl. Uh, you know, when I was doing the Instagram lives, that's where I would hang out down there in one of the, the lower sections there. And I, there was times that they were uh, cl- cleaning it up, cleaning up around me. But no, I'm still here, and I think okay. I think the TV crews are still here too, still okay. getting their getting their eleven o'clock news stuff going. But um, but I think a lot of them have left too because they they pre-record those. And uh, in case people don't know, a lot of times the eleven o'clock sports segments are pre pre-recorded, so they have to hang around until then. So. Uh, I think I think those are done. So I I might be for the first time I might be the last one out of here. Right, the uh, Golden Knights radio post game show guy is packing up and he's done with his show. So I might be the last last one out of here for a change in, in regards to media stuff. Well, it'll be a nice escape in the parking lot anyway. Should be oh no yeah, be, for it. no 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 problem getting out tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So I wanted to talk a little bit and give recognition to some of the guys that have moved up. And you and I were uh, in Seattle for the NHL Winter Classic. Um, and it was, at least in the, the Seattle locker room, three or four players that were mainstays with the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds were in that locker room. And uh, I'm talking about Ty Carche, obviously Joey Decord, and uh, other guys that you've seen make their way through. Um, Chris Drieger. Um, you know, you just go up and down the, the lineup, but, um, guys are not only just making NHL teams. Now they're making the NHL teams better. Correct. Yes. And by the way, Seattle finally lost. They hadn't, we almost, we've gone about two weeks now since we were in Seattle almost, and they hadn't lost, uh, but they, they finally have lost a couple of games now, but <laughs> they had been playing really well. And, uh, but yeah, those guys are, are making an impact, uh, for sure. And, and I, and that's, that's kind of what what makes this great. We cover the AHL in this division, and we see these t- these players go up and have impacts. I, you know, you always go into a season and think, okay, well, Vegas is bringing back all their, you know, and all this stuff, and then and then it's like, of course, they have a history of a few seasons having all these injuries, and all of a sudden now, I'm looking at seven or eight guys that are from Henderson that are here on this roster that I, you know, I see hanging around the locker room. So it's kind of like, you know, we 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 dabble with the NHL, but it seems like <laughs> more than so. This, 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 those connections all run deep, and I think it's we see that with Seattle and, and Coachella Valley, and and what they're doing there, and and yeah, I mean Joey Decordis, you know, we talked about the legend of Jonathan Quick. How about the legend of Joey Decordis? It's uh, it's living on now. He's moved on from Coachella Valley into Seattle, and boy, he's uh, he's uh, he's a good uh, good little goaltender there up there, and yeah, and 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 you mentioned uh, Drieger's up there right now, and and Cartier, and. Uh, you know, Riker Evans has been up and down. He's back up currently. So yeah, they they are they're all making an impact up there. And look at how well Seattle's been playing lately. I mean, they they've been playing really well. So uh, and they're and they're making an impact. Yeah, absolutely. Well, same thing in Vegas. In Vegas, you talked about the injury city. Holy cow! There's been a lot of guys coming to Vegas that uh, I don't know if they expected we, to be there. I'm sure they're happy they're there, but I don't think they expected to be there. Rough. Well, you. Uh, we don't have that much time left in the show to go through all of it, but uh, <laughs> take up the rest of the show, but, but to go through the, the current list of injuries and then he had Amadio to it. I don't know if that's going to be what that, what that status is other than he wasn't going to play tonight and it's a upper body, but uh, I'm looking at the lines from tonight, uh, this game with the Rangers. And uh, you look at uh, like seven or eight 
seven or eight players uh, that have Henderson connections. I mean, Pavel Dorfeev, who's been on, been with the NHL club the whole year this year, but he, of course, played in Henderson a lot last year and the year before. Um, you know, he's on he's on the top line right now with Stevenson and Stone, at least he was tonight. Uh, then you look down at the third line for this game, that tonight with the Rangers. Brendan Brisson, who made his NHL debut on Monday, he's getting his second game in the NHL. To, uh, and then Brett Howden, and then Sheldon Rempel, who was just uh, called up, and and he's he's on the uh, on the side of that. And then then they look at the fourth line in this game. Paul Cotter, who has been with the Golden Knights, most you know all he's a pretty much an NHL regular now, but has spent time and he's you know cut his teeth in Henderson and, and worked his way up. And then Byron Fraze uh, is is with been with Henderson. You know, been with uh, Henderson last couple of years, and and has uh, got a couple of games, and now this year, and with Vegas, and uh, then you look at the defensive side of things. You have Caden Korzak is up right now with the Golden Knights, and he's played. He's played. He's played uh, this 18 games in the NHL this year, so he's had quite a few games. And then the goaltending right now. I mean, back Logan Thompson, who of course was the AHL goaltender. Uh, of the year in, in Henderson, the first that first year that COVID season, and then uh, now he's he's a mainstay here, of course, with the Golden Knights, the the main guy right now with Aiden Hill being injured, and then you got Isaiah Seville. That's the one that kind of sticks out. Like whoa, you know Isaiah Seville and Isaiah Seville right now is an injury. And we won't, won't hope this, but I mean, if something were to happen to Logan Thompson right now, it would be Isaiah Seville's never because Aiden Hill's still not ready to go. Yuri Patera, who had been up and got some games this year, is unavailable right now i think he's close to coming back but he's he's still not available to play he's, he's got a little a little neck or middle injury or something so uh, it's, it's it could be seville's net if something would happen to thompson which doesn't it thankfully hasn't had to happen yet but seville and seville had been out for a little while this year with an injury uh since the start of the season so then he got some games in henderson and now he's backing up thompson up here so it's just been wild all these uh these henderson connections and that was just that's the current buzz. and then you had players like uh Dennis Sanko, who had a, got a few games up here with, with Vegas uh, not too long ago. Uh, of course, he was a waiver pickup from Florida, uh, and he's been the leading scorer for Henderson, kind of leading into the last little bits. So I think he might still be uh, the leading scorer for Henderson. So uh, they've used a lot of, lot of guys, which, you know, I asked Ryan Craig recently about that. He said that's just the nature of the AHL. I think he's getting reminded about exactly how AHL hockey works, and, and it's been, which is why I think. Henderson has kind of struggled a little bit recently because there's been so much shuffling. I think the last week alone, in between the last time that Henderson had a game between the Calgary games and then the games at home against they had against Milwaukee, every day I think there was roster movement. Players going up, players coming down. Players coming up, players coming down. And uh, so it's just been been crazy. But, yeah, I mean, we've talked about Brisson in the past, and he finally got an opportunity. And, and who knows if Vegas has a fully healthy roster he may not. He may have not gotten his opportunity yet. But he's. You know, we talked about you don't want injuries to happen to these guys, but you know it does happen, and so it leads to opportunity. And, and for Brisson, he finally gets his opportunity. And you know, some people think he's ready, some people don't. But you know, he's had a couple of games, and you know, he's 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 learning what it's like to be in the NHL and how different it is. And you know, he's it's a learning curve for him. But hey, the best way to to get experience is to is to get a crack at it. And so. You know, you, you've always said, you know, you, you expected him to be in the NHL someday. And, well, he's he's gotten an opportunity these last couple of games to to show what he's uh, what he's learned down in Henderson and, and what he's been able to to bring out to the try to bring to the NHL level and, and just improve upon that. Well, and the big thing with all of these guys moving up, and Colorado's had a ton also that have gone out to the Avalanche and come back. Uh, Eustace Sanunin, obviously, up and down, Riley Tufty, guys like that. But uh, when you look at these guys, Stephen, what you find is the more games that they can get uh, with the NHL club during the regular season just adds to the depth that they can provide uh, once they get on this uh, Stanley Cup playoff run. And well, they end, go deep into the playoffs, you yeah. want to have guys that have been there, done that, yeah. and it's not uh, bright eyes and, and everything like deer in the headlight look. When they, well, they uh, had that, and they had that last year. These some of these guys did. Uh, yeah, and I forgot, yeah. and I forgot to mention Cormier too. Cormier has, has came up for a few, a couple of games. Actually, got his first point the uh, uh, a few games ago with an assist. So uh, he's already got a point now in his career, NHL career. But he's another guy that was just recently when there were some issues on the defensive side with some injuries and and stuff. And and uh, yeah, so he's he's had an opportunity to be up 
And then Pahal too. Pahal's up here. He's not. He 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 wasn't. He didn't play tonight. But Pahal's been in and out of the. He's been with Vegas pretty much the whole season. A lot of times he's he's the the extra guy out. But uh, but you know he's he's gotten into some games this year and has contributed. Uh, you know he's 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 been a, a factor and has you know contributed minutes or whatever. You know whatever. Even if he's not getting a lot of production, but you, you contribute in other ways. And and so he's been he's been involved and. And uh, of course, the captain of the Silver Knights last season, but but now he's he's been mostly with with Vegas this year, and and so those are, those are two other guys that I just thought of right now. But uh, but yeah, a lot of those guys were around the playoff run last year for Vegas as the extras, uh, you know, if, if they were ever need to be called upon, and they they weren't. But I think being around that, and and obviously you talked about Colorado, and they were the Cup champs the season prior, so some of those guys that were hanging around the Colorado during their playoff run the year prior um, that are still in the organization got that experience as well. And I think, you know, you, you practice with them or you, you, you get to keep practicing and you get to be around it. You come to the, the games or, you know, and you see how playoff hockey works and Stanley Cup playoff hockey works. And even though you're not playing in it, you, I'm sure you learn from that. And I think that just makes you better. And I think that's helped some of these guys now that they've gotten an opportunity to, to get the call up and, and participate as well as being in development camps and, and training camps, but it's something different about NHL regular season hockey uh, than, than those situations. So uh, yeah, it's, that's what the AHL is for. It's a, it's a developmental league and yeah, you want to win at that level, but it's about producing uh, and learning and, and those guys have had an opportunity to, to learn. Yep, absolutely. And, and then you look at teams like San Diego um, sent a lot of guys up and down. Well, that's uh, more just young talent that they're trying to fit the right pieces together um, to make that uh, Anaheim Ducks roster um, a playoff contender. And uh, I think Greg Cronin is doing a great job with, with uh, Anaheim. And he's he's used guys up and down from from San Diego as needed. And, you know, we talk about all the time. Sometimes that uh, makes it difficult for the AHL teams to get consistency and win hockey games. But um, the important part of it is, is when these guys get a chance to play, as I said earlier, uh, that NHL experience, the locker room's not new. If you get called up at playoff time, right? You've been there. You may have a stall uh, that w- that was familiar to you and all of those things. Those are the little things, Stephen, that or in Brendan help you case, put together you a Stanley Cup champion. Or in Brendan Brisson's case, because there's so many. He has a in the at least the City National. He has a a metal stall, you know, that's a makeshift stall <laughs> in the room. You know, in some cases you have that, but at least you're in the you're in the room with the big guys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's the exciting part about it. Like I said, um, I want to talk just a little bit more about the announcement that uh, that. Um, Coachella Valley will be getting the next All-Star game. I don't want to put the the current one at, too far in the rearview mirror because it hasn't even happened yet. But um, you have some comments that uh, you got from from the AHL press release. Do you want to read those and uh, and just get a feel for how that ended up in Coachella Valley next year? Yeah, I can do that. So, uh, first of all, it was approved unanimously by the Board of Governors. Akersher Arena, as we know, opened in December of 2022. So it has, it's been open for just about a year now. Um, and also spotlight 29 casino name presenting sponsor. Okay. Though that's, that's a minor thing, but it's a big deal for them. I'm sure. Uh, so anyways, Scott Housen, the president of the AHL says in 15 short months, the firebirds have established themselves as one of the American hockey league's premier franchises in Akershore arena is a crown jewel among AHL facilities. Our annual all-star events provide an international stage for hockey's brightest young stars to shine. And we look forward to sharing the celebration of our league with the Coachella Valley in uh, 2025. And then the uh, the John Page, who's the senior vice president of the Oakview Group, Akershire Arena, and the Firebirds, uh, says, We are proud and honored to be selected to host the 2025 All-Star Classics. Uh, okay. And then it says, It is an unbelievable privilege to be chosen in our second season and a true testament to the vision of our ownership to build a world-class venue that will serve the Coachella Valley community for years to come. This would not be possible without the support of the Oakview Group, the Seattle Kraken, and our great fans in the Coachella Valley. And, of course, you have seen that firsthand, the great fans there in, in those games, uh, especially last year during the playoff run, and, and why they've been pretty successful in their already in their, what this is their second season of playing. Well, and this is the ironic part, Stephen. Remember about three years ago before uh, the uh... – Firebirds were in existence, and uh, we were talking about, 
how is this building going to get built? When's it going to be built? <laughs> yeah. It was just a big yeah. pile of dirt out in the desert off of the yeah. I-10. Yeah, and you know? kept checking in on it, and you kept checking in on yeah. it. We have our, our uh, you bring him on, our, you know, Nick Maxson, who was helping us out for a little while with, with when we were doing some video shows. He was he was keeping an eye on the cam there, you know, the, the yeah. cam is <laughs> being, being built there. And <laughs> so when you put this all together, though, and you look at it and you go, it went literally yeah. from – from desert to uh, world-class facility. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't just host hockey. They have uh, great music events, concerts, and and everything. And the whole community has taken to it so much so now that they were spoiled last year with the run of the uh, Firebirds. And now it's, it's, it's like they're catching on to hockey and they think you're supposed to win every night. And it puts yeah. pressure on the players and wow. Coach Dan Bilesma. It, yeah. it's, a, it's a different vibe. And I don't think anybody three years ago would have thought that was ever going to happen, or at least not this quickly. Well, we don't think about that here in Vegas with the NHL franchise here, a new market with the NHL, and Vegas very successful the first season, coming up short in the Stanley Cup final. But that the expectation is really high, and uh, obviously we've we've seen the the pressure since that to to to, to win, and then it, you know they finally did get it done. But how many changes and stuff that they make along the way to to get to oh. that in, in six seasons? So uh, yeah, there's. I'm sure Coachella Valley is, feels that too, and yeah, the people, the fans expect expect them to to win, and uh, they think, well, this is this is we should be doing this every year, you know, and it it doesn't quite work out that way. And actually, Coachella Valley at home is actually kind of, you know, has not been as effective. You know, I think they're maybe right about 500, or maybe a little bit below. Maybe I think they've been better recently, but they they have struggled at home a little bit to to start this season. I think, like I said, they're getting better now, but uh, so I'm sure the fans are a little like. What's going on here? We're losing at home. This shouldn't be happening. But yeah, it does happen. well, that's that's exactly what it is. But you have yeah. to look back and and go why why. You know, first of all, you started last year um, on the road for your first ten games. You didn't play a home game till December eighteenth, I think. Yeah. And then then when you play a bunch of games, you're so excited to be in that new building. The energy is there. Well, I'm not saying the energy is not there now, but uh, Dan Bilesma told us last night in the press conference that. He said, "This is a different team, and uh, yeah. they need they need a different type of motivation. Everybody wants to win, but you have to, you know." He he was really frank last night, saying like, "We came out um, flat. We we weren't ready to start the game, and you can't do that, or you're going to be behind the eight ball from the get go, and you can't count on your ability to come back and get victories." Uh, so it's it's a a very unique uh, situation, but as is all of the All-Star Game. So, um, I'm, I'm sorry, of the American Hockey League. And that's why the All-Star Game, I think, is going to be so much fun, not only in uh, San Jose, but also in um, in Coachella Valley. And I think they're going to really be pushing it hard um, in Coachella Valley because uh, you have one other thing I know you want to bring up, which is the, the gold standard in the teddy bear tosses. And that's already become yeah. a thing where everybody's competing now to see how many teddy yeah. bears. Uh, you can get, but Hershey is just, uh, they're just way over the top. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, the new told the new record hockey record is 74,599. And, and if I'm thinking you couldn't get, you couldn't find one more stuffed <laughs> animal around to make it. Well, don't, even don't you think that sounds cool? It's five ninety nine. <laughs> $5.99. It's like when you buy something at the store that's like $9.99. Yeah. It's like it sounds it sounds way better than ten dollars. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> this sounds way better than six what seventy four thousand six hundred? I guess it's it's uh <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's the standard. I mean, but you're right, other teams have tried to up things. I mean Henderson each year has has now done it for a couple of years. They've they've improved their total each year. And that's a and that's the thing where it's like, yeah, you're trying to maybe you're trying to outdo the year before, but but that's a good thing then. That means more 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 stuffed animals are being raised are being uh, collected and going to to charities and and helping out the uh, giving you know kids and and stuff the these stuffed animals and, the, and of course it's, it's all for good causes so it's that's a good thing that these numbers are all going up it seems like each team does get better and better with it each year and that's a good thing because that means that a lot of kids are are getting uh, are getting stuffed animal stuffed animals so uh, and, and teddy bears and other things like that so very 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 well done with that, and, and yeah, Hershey is the is the gold standard for it. They've been that for for a while, and they just, like I said, they they've set an own, they've they've surpassed their previous record and now have a new record with with this total. 
Yep, absolutely. And um, I think the Pacific Division, I want to end on this one, is I think the Pacific Division has really gotten into a groove right now. Remember we talked about what was it going to be like with those two teams uh, in uh, Abbotsford and Calgary being Canadian teams. But I think now uh, that COVID has passed at, uh, for the most part, um, I think that that it's really turned into a unique division because you have the two Canadian teams. You got a ton in Southern California. You got Colorado and uh, Henderson. And all of a sudden, this group has gotten to be really impressive. I think over the last year, Stephen, I, I don't know that I ever expected them to all be this competitive. Well, and we, and we talked about this, I think a few last time we did a, did a show or um, uh, that I think, I think the, uh, the, the team that comes out of the Western conference for, for the call the cup uh, finals uh, will probably come out of the, the Pacific division. I mean, most of those teams are at, or above 500, there's only, I think, a couple. And I got to see person actually, Milwaukee, and they're an impressive team and, and took and took advantage of a, a depleted Henderson team the, the weekend prior in, in Vegas here for Henderson. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, but so they would be the one team. And, and they made a deep run last year, so they, they're a good team in, in that division. But it seems like a lot of the really solid teams in the Western Conference come from the Pacific Division. So it's very likely that that could be the case this year, that a team from the Pacific division would be playing for the Calder Cup championship uh, once again. So, uh, of course, Hershey's very impressive right now, again, in, in the east side. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's it just shows you how good – and, again, who would have thought that a few years ago when the, the league was just getting more teams out here in the west and, and Coachella Valley coming in and having the success that they've had early on. Henderson, too, been up and down. You know, they, they're trying to get into a play where they can make a playoff run and – and actually make the playoffs this year. And yeah, and then Calgary's been, even when they were stocked and they were, they were really good. Uh, so they've got a good, uh, you know, organizational thing with Calgary. And then, uh, yeah. And then Tucson this year is looking good and they've, they've had years where they've been good. So uh, it's a, it's a strong, it's a strong division, but I think this year it's, it's showing how it's even, it's even up, up that even more um, where last year it was pretty much, you thought, okay, it was two, it was two teams. It was Calgary and Coachella Valley back and forth all year for first and second. Then there was, a little bit of separation when then there was teams that were kind of in the middle cluster of, uh, you know, and, and that may end up that way this year, but right now, but I even think last year it was basically, it was those two teams and then it was, a, there was a cluster in the middle and those teams were always, you know, what we're seeing now more, but it's more expanded. And then, and then there was a teams towards the bottom that were trying to, to fight in the playoffs. And so there was a little bit more separation with some of these teams this year. It, you could, you could five or five of the 10 teams, six of the 10 team, you know, 10 teams in the division all have a chance to, to get first place in, in the division and have a somewhat of an easier path in the, in the playoffs and, and, uh, and make deep runs. So, yeah, I think it seems like there's a, this division is much more improved, uh, which, which is saying a lot because last year we saw how good division was represented in the call the cup finals. But uh, this year, I think you can see, see it more and more of a case that that could happen again this year. Okay, two final points for me. Um, number one is uh, the the one thing that you hope for uh, when you have a competitive division is that everybody comes out healthy uh, turn at, when you get to playoff time. You don't yes. want a team that's uh, your best team depleted well, as they uh, move on from the divisional playoffs. So, well, and we, and, and you're, we and hope you're, that that happens. Uh, so, so sorry, I didn't mean to cut. No. Yeah, go ahead. You go to your second point. Okay, so that's that's the number one point. The other thing is, I think in the Pacific Division this year, we went from a very and I'm not. This is no disrespect to the goaltenders in the league, but last year the goaltending was just incredibly strong, um, up and down. And this year, I think it's a little bit more offensive. I think you're starting to see. Like last night, I watched nine goals be scored, and I'm sure you've seen plenty of games where uh, yeah. the scores have been, um, you know. If if not total double digits, very close to double digits, and that tells me that the offensive skill is starting to um, rise to the top of the goaltending skill, and that doesn't mean there's bad goaltenders. It just means that the offense is caught up and and maybe starting to go that direction now. Yeah, and then the the other thing I would add to that too is there's another factor too, and and we talk about it time and time again. It it depends on what your roster makeup is too. I mean, if if you're in the in the playoffs, but your, your NHL club is also in the playoffs and they need, and they need some guys to be around. 
um, you know, if they're, if they've got holes in their roster or, or if they need some guys to be around when they're playing their playoff matches, you might not have, you know, your, your roster may be a little bit different when you go into the playoffs and that could make a difference. You, you could have a really good team and a really good roster, but if you come playoff time, uh, the NHL club takes some of your players away that all of a sudden can change yeah. the makeup of a, of a team too in a, in a series. So, um, you know, and, and that matters. So, uh, if, if a team doesn't make the playoffs or if a team gets eliminated from the playoffs and you still happen to be in, then you get some of your players, you get some of your <laughs> players back. And then that, that changes, that can change things in a, in a series or in a, in a playoff run. So, um, that's just the nature of, of, of the AHL again. And, and that, that's a factor too, is, is the nature of call-ups and, and who you might have, uh, not necessarily health wise, but just available to you when it is uh, playoff time. Absolutely. Well, and the, for- and the you playoffs get out too. Of there. And the playoffs too, it's, 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 <laughs> it's different because it's the first rounds are best of threes, uh, at least in, you know, in the, divi- in the division and you, they're in one location, you know, there's to cut down on travel and then there's the best of fives and stuff. So a lot, I, that, that too also can lead to a lot more upset because it's not a, it's not a long series. So a best of three, I mean, you know, you have one bad game or two bad games and all of a sudden, you, you could be out. And, and we saw that Coachella Valley last year. Yes, they went all the way to the Cup Cup Finals, but they were on the brink, which I think helped them too, but they were on the brink every round. Even even that first round with Tucson, who was the lower seed at the time, they it played them tough, and it took yep. to the last game. I mean, it, it, it took every – I think Coachella Valley played the maximum game possible uh, in, in the playoff run. So, Absolutely, uh, they did. Especially though, but the, <laughs> it made more of a difference in those earlier rounds because they're best of threes. And, and you know, it, they could have got eliminated in the first round as good as they were. They they were pushed to the brink in that uh, in that first series with Tucson. So, uh, you know, so I mean, that that's a factor too. These these best of threes in these first rounds sometimes can lead to some upsets. So, all right, let's get you out of there before they kick you out. <laughs> okay. Well, before I get to the well, before the close, before the closing, read. I do want to mention this because it, it kind of ties in a little bit too. Because this guy had a connection to both Coachella Valley and San Jose. It's the passing yep. of Frank Torres who is the yes. vice president of business operations for the San Jose Barracuda. Unfortunately, he passed away after a uh, brief illness on Monday. He was only 38. So very young, very sad. Um, and I'll read this from Scott House. And the entire American Hockey League is stunned and heartbroken over the passing of Frank Torres. Um, and Frank's passion and tireless dedication made our league better everywhere he worked. Uh, so he was in San Antonio uh, where he was, where, where, where they had, of course, San Antonio was ended up being bought by Henderson. And then that became, you know, they brought, they took the franchise from there and, and brought it here, but uh, he was an essential member of the of the Spurs Sport and Entertainment's AHL sales and operations for 13 years. But then he went to Coachella. This is the tie to Coachella Valley because he went to Coachella Valley where he helped the Firebirds gain a foothold in the community during their lead up to their inaugural season. And then and then he went to San Jose and was entrusted with the task. And of course, the All Star Game is going to be there in San Jose, and sadly he won't be around for it, which is unfortunate. But the task of leading the Barracudas front office into a new era as the organization opened tech. CU Arena. So uh, I just wanted to mention that because it kind of ties into you see the connection to both Coachella Valley and San Jose, and and uh, and we talk a lot about them tonight. So it's it's very sad, uh, very sad. Yep, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of tributes uh, on yeah, the and I'm, as well in sure, San Jose as there should be. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll you'll see that when you're uh, you're in San Jose in a few in about a month or so or a few weeks now, you'll see that two weeks, uh, two weeks, my friend. February two fourth weeks? and fifth, fourth and <laughs> wow. fifth. All right. All right. Take it away. Yeah. Okay. This has been the Pro Hockey West Report brought to you by Jets Pizza with over 400 locations in 21 states. Find the location near you at jetspizza.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Become a Caesars Rewards member and get the most out of every stay at Caesars Resort. Buy Toyota. Support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins. Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California, and Finley Toyota in Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Cater your next party or office lunch with the best of Las Vegas barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. T-Mobile. Get a new iPhone 14 on us. Go to T-Mobile.com to find out how. FedEx, the official delivery company of IcetimeHockeyWest.com. The Pro Hockey West Report and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and is available to all of your private podcast platforms. Search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows. Help others find us. The Pro Hockey West Report is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. All right, very well done, my friend. Say goodnight and uh, drive home safely.
Yes. Uh, the uh, the cleanup crew is making its way up to the press box now, starting to clean up press row. So I guess that's a sign to uh, to wrap things up. And uh, you've got an adventure of yourself tomorrow. So uh, good luck with that. And uh, I yes, I will get home safely. And uh, all right, we'll ready. talk to you next week on the Pro Hockey West Report. We'll say good night, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Have a good week, everyone.